Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of the Legendary Fraudcast. Did I, did I just say Fraudcast? You said Fraudcast. Okay. It's good. Keep going. Fraudcast. Okay. okay. Oh, momentum ruined. I'm your host, Joseph Blanchett, a.k.a. Legendary Frog. With me is three other people. Three! All of which you have heard before. Not five. Not two. Not three. Four. People what? are here. No, he, and uh, now the joke is ruined. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you geez, stabbed him in the face with. See, we were considering, we were considering not doing the podcast with you because you just ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, Dustin. <laughs> yeah, Dustin. So that is Dustin. That is um, Dustin Watts. Oh, his feelings are hurt. I'm Hello, sorry. Dustin. Sorry, Dustin. <laughs> Shut up, Raylan. Dustin Watts. Yes. Oh, he's not, say- he's not saying anything. Okay. And Kevin Brown. Hey, you know, this is episode hey. Kevin 11. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Randy Keepers. Yep, yep, I'm here. Alrighty. So, Ralph, um, a.k.a. Kevin, was the one who said we should do this podcast, because uh, he, w- he wanted to mention Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah. yeah. We-, we could, we, unfortunately, Duke Nukem Forever has passed. And I just wanted to have some talks about what what Duke Nukem Forever has has meant to us, and how we feel about this game that is that is never going to come out, never going to come out. Actually, oh, it's going to come out. It's just not going to be done by 3D Realms. Oh, so, I bet no one picks it up. So is that? I don't oh. think people are going to pick up that license. Oh, they might. You know that Duke Nukem Trilogy's coming out. You mean Trilogy, Trilogy, Duke Nukem Trilogy, Trilogy Chain Reaction? (laughs) With the... Yeah, the the greatest trailer ever. But that's not Duke Nukem, that's someone else. Like, Duke Nukem Forever. Did you see, like, the the leaked... uh, It was, like, one of the... Dude, everything's been leaked about that thing. Yeah, like, did you see his, like, demo reel where they showed, like, in-game footage of it? Uh, it just made me sad. Because looked like, decent. I know that's the thing. Like it kind of looked all right. Like when I was watching it, I'm like, that looks okay. Okay, so why didn't this project ever happen? Like, it's Duke Nukem. Why did it take 13 years for it to die? It's well, Duke Nukem. Well, the the theory is that I'm guessing Half Life was the reason. I think it's just that they. They they were in a development situation where they kept trying to update the in, like the the tech the engines advanced fast too fast for them so like by the time they were about eighty percent of the way done or something like Unreal Engine two came out so then they tried to make it to Unreal Engine two and then like when that happened like Unreal Engine three came out and it's it's one of those things where it's just in constant development and. And there's probably there's probably some bureaucratic work that we don't know about that like I really want to read Duke Nukem Forever the book. Just because that's going to be amazing. A moratorium? Well just the, nope. the documentary of like how this game what what's Failed. been going on with it. I think that'll that's gonna be the the greatest thing to turn out. I think someone should pick up what assets they have, give them to another development team and let them finish it. Because I think someone can do that at this The point. weird part is, like, from what I'm hearing from, like, various reports, the game was, like, in, like, bug testing phases. Yeah, like, it was like, done. The game was probably only, like, it was only, like, four or six months off. 
Oh good, so it's only a matter of time before we get a leaked version of it on the internet. Do you think <laughs> that someone would take the game and like just take the Duke Nukem parts out of it and release it as like generic first person shooter? Now you gotta have Duke. You know, well, I mean, think better, about it. Like, like, if they don't own the license or anything, and some guy says, we'll buy this game, instead of having Duke Nukem, name it like, uh, Charles Radioactive Charles Shoot him. Yeah, Charles yeah. Shoot'em. Yeah, Charles um, Shoot'em. Um, I don't think I would want to play that game him. without Duke Nukem, because, like, I'm not a big shooter guy, but Duke Nukem is just so ridiculous and cheesy. Got balls of steel. Balls of steel. Balls, balls, balls. <laughs> balls of steel. Get out of my vent! Anyway, yeah, sorry, I couldn't help it. Yeah. So I just. So anyway. That that was that was that that touched me. So I, I was I remember getting Duke Nukem 3D on my 13th birthday, and um. The game was in, in Duke Nukem Forever. Its follow-up was in development for for 13 years. I mean, that's pretty crazy to me. <laughs> so does that mean you're 74 years old? Yes, it does. All right, must be. Like, uh, when I... okay, so now we've got to go over the list of things that have come out. So basically, there's a giant list of things that's that's up on the internet. Things that have come out since. The announcement of Duke Nukem Forever, and it's, yeah, like, it's like a huge list. The entire Metal Gear series, the entire Halo series, the, all three Star Wars prequels. The Xbox, like not net, the entire Xbox One. The Dude, the, like, the entire yeah, the, that entire gaming generation, the seventh or what seventh or uh, whatever oh. Wikipedia lies about, um, that generation of gaming consoles, it missed the entire thing. It missed the whole generation. Like, it barely got in through. It barely got in through the, through the, uh, through the. Yeah, I mean, it barely got in right before the PlayStation came out, or I think it right after. It did. It did when uh, with like the Nintendo sixty four and stuff like that. Yeah, there was a yeah because N64. there was a Duke. That was the first Duke Nukem I ever played. Actually. Yeah, I played that at my friend's house. I didn't play it for a computer. I played the uh, Nintendo sixty four version. And, like, the multiplayer was a blast. I loved it. Oh, man. Was, yeah. Because you had so many gun crazy that, guns. Yeah, the guns, like, there was the gun that made you short and, like, made the, the people short. And, like, you, you stomped had, you them. You could stomp on them and stuff. And it was hilarious. I and, then, that, yeah. and then there was the one that it froze. You could freeze people. And then you went up and kicked them and they shattered. Yeah. You know, it was like Duke Nukem was a, a badass with all this really cool alien technology. And, you know, it's like. So this is what ha would happen if an American asshole got a hold of alien weaponry. He'd freeze people and kick them and make them explode. But when oh, and he'd have a jetpack. Yeah, jetpack. You go to strip clubs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's, like, the core of Duke Nukem. is like somewhere between, like, Ratchet and Clank, where you have this kind of inventive weaponry, and then this lunacy, and this, like, sheer, it's retarded... But you love it. Just, it's, ah, like, I think to us, because in our generation, like, we lived through, we had 80s and 90s movies with, like, like, and you would see, like, because movies these days, like, they are not like Duke Nukem, but they used to be. Like, you yeah, used to have the, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Commando. Where yeah, he, it's like, he, yeah. No, no, the ultimate example, like the ultimate example would be 
Uh, let's see. Well, uh, they live. They live. I don't know. I wouldn't say it like that's the definitive '80s movie. That's a good movie though. It has and a good more, fight scene. But Rowdy like, Roddy Piper. <laughs> just like like personally, like this is what I'm thinking is half like, of half uh, of half of Duke Nukem's dialogue comes from that movie. Some of it does, and then there's um, he also would quote Evil Dead at times. Oh yeah, a I mean, lot of Evil Dead came from They Live. Also, They Live's Did a good it? movie. Yeah, like They Live is that's a that's a that's one of the '80s trifecta. Like that one, you got to see like Predator. I'd say Predator's like rocking. pretty Robo much Cop. Yeah, Robo Robocop. Robocop. Oh, Robocop's so good. I mean, there's just like, like those kind of movies don't get made anymore. So like, how I relevant mean, would Duke Nukem be? Like we we understand. Because we've seen those movies, but like, I don't know, kids, leave me, leave us an email or a podcast that's that would basically say, would you understand why Duke Nukem is funny? Yeah, and like to me, like um, those those kinds of movies, those really heavy, intense action movies, have always had this special place in my heart. And like, I guess I can understand and explain why the like the latest Rambo movie didn't do so well because the latest Rambo movie was very much like you know it was like torn from the '80s, put today, and given all the cool, nice, uh, nice and awesome special effects that we can do today. And like the entire time, like my friends, they were sitting next to me while I was watching it, and they were like, "This is stupid. This is ridiculous. I don't like this." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? This is the greatest. This is like fried gold here." And you know, it's it's. I guess it's like they just don't get it, or that their parents sheltered them from awesome movies throughout their childhood. But well, the eighties you know, action know. movie, like the eighties action movie, is is really a dying breed. It is yeah almost dead. It, yeah, and it's it's just like some people. I guess they just don't they don't like it because like I don't know. There's just there's so much irrelevance in those kinds of uh, movies and stuff like that. And. Um, it's just like, you know, a uh, dude rips off his shirt and can mow down a whole bunch of uh, bad guys and, you know, beat the hell out of well, I mean, the, the whole group of dudes. And he doesn't, you know, he comes out completely unscathed. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I stand corrected. He gets away with a few scrapes, scratches, maybe a gunshot wound that he's still able to completely ignore and be a total badass and uh, things like that. But, you know, it's like... You know, it, it just made you feel heroic at the end of the movie. You're just like, yeah, I, I don't know what I exactly it was that I achieved during that movie, but I totally achieved something during that movie. You know, you just it, you, it made you feel like a man again. If you never felt like a man in the first place, I'm sorry, but I always liked those movies because it was just totally like, you know, a totally dude movie, you know? It's like... It was testosterone in film form. Well, that made cool. me feel like a man again. I know they make you feel like a man again, but, you know, you, you get what I mean. It's like, you just feel so epic after watching one of those kinds of movies. Yeah. And anyway. I, you don't see very many movies that do that. Like, the only movie I can think of that made me feel like a man again recently would be 300. Oh, yes. I would say Live Free or Die Hard. I would oh, yeah. say Shoot 'Em Up. Uh, um... What's yeah, that movie it. with the guy with he has to keep himself electrocuted? Oh, Crank! Like, Crank's awesome. Crank. Crank. See, that's like that's the kind of movie. Jason Statham, like Jason Statham movies. Those are, I think that's the closest Always thing awesome. to what Duke Nukem, I would say. 
that we have and today. Like, and then there's like Death Race, where I just like yeah. I'm just sitting in awe the entire time. Cars driving real fast. Jason Statham in a car killing awesome. people. Yes, I know. It's so awesome. That's, that's what you want to see. So Joey, did you? Did oh, anyone uh-huh. here? Yeah. Did oh yeah. Did did anyone here actually <laughs> pre-order Duke Nukem Forever? Oh wow, was it actually available for pre-order? I, I thought I remember I heard that like I, I thought I you Joey pre-ordered Duke Nukem Forever. I don't pre-order games, so no. I heard oh, that was someone <coughs> someone I was talking to. They actually like pre-ordered it from like a GameStop. Oh, they like, get their money back. I, I don't only, think uh, they did. I only ever pre-order games that um, that like I'm extremely giddy for. I never pre-order. I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Uh, pre-ordered Duke Nukem. It was, it's more like one of those, it's one of those games that like I'd kind of kick back and, you know, watch the reviews roll in. I'm like, hey, most people said this is kind of cool and uh, I guess I'll check it out. Um, you know, it's it's the kind of thing like, Painkiller for example. Painkiller was a lot of fun. Um, to me at least because it's seriously just run through and kill everything. And, Speaking you know, of seriously, very, very we can't, well we can't family. Not mention ser- the Serious Sam series. Yeah, I mean that's true. Which is like the basically the spiritual predecessor to Duke successor. Nukem. Successor. Successor. Yeah, not predecessor. Pre- the predecessor of Duke Nukem is probably the silent, never talking dude of uh, either Doom or Wolfenstein. <laughs> no, the Doom. Yeah, the Doom guy is the predecessor to Duke Nukem. If you've read the official Doom comic book, you'll know. Seriously. Flash Have you seen t- the new Doom, the Doom comic book? I, I will show you. I will show you a video it. that will that will change your life after this podcast. Okay. Well, uh, I think we're done. I think we're done talking about the Duke. Yeah. So yeah, speaking. Are we of, gonna do a what we've uh, been playing? What we playing? What we've been playing? You guys playing, been playing anything Yeah, I have. I've been okay, I'll I'll wait for everyone else. I'll go last. So. Well, right. we'll do Rolith last, because that's going to lead into our um, main topic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So why don't you go uh, first, hint, Joey? Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, what have I been playing? What have you been playing? City of Heroes, maybe? No, he didn't Warcraft. play that, because no. my account was all screwed up, so... Yeah, I was playing with Randy, but then, like, his account was messed up, so I didn't, oh. I didn't get to play. Um, I haven't been playing much. I've been playing a Jack and Daxter for a few days. How's the that's wow? I got my tier eight gloves in Ulduar yesterday. I was there. I know. Yeah, no, you weren't there. Yeah, I was. Oh, you were there. I was there, but I wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking on Skype. <laughs> anyway. That's so that was cool. No, um, I haven't played any games. Sorry. You've been. I'm sorry. You've been. You've been delving into the, the Titans, thingy of Ulduar. That, that's all right. <laughs> Yeah, that's not really a game. That's just something I do. It's not a game. It's real. I gotta stop (laughs) that. It's it's a lifestyle. I gotta. I gotta go in and save the world of Azeroth from the horror. I want to. I want to play one of the old. One of the old Resident Evil games for the Resident Evil um, collaboration stuff. So. Oh, this segment's boring. What about you, Dustin? Anything? I've been, eh, I've been playing a few things here and there, but nothing really interesting. I've been reading, though. I've been actually. No, I've this is up. what you've been playing, not what you've been reading. Randy, I'm, what are you? I, been no, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm hijacking 
we're, I'm hijacking. Uh, we're going. Oh, I've been I've been watching stuff. Why don't we do? Why don't we kind of expand it past games to the, this week? What you've been consuming, we can do it. Keep going. <laughs> Consume away. <laughs> well, I'll let Joey go back. What What have you been watching, Joey? Okay, I'll just say Star Trek was good. It was awesome. Okay, good. Because no one else has seen it. So I like Star Wars better. Then you'll love Star Trek because it is like if if Star Wars and Star Trek had a little had a little enterprise baby. Is it like the good Star Wars or the bad Star Wars? It's the it's the good Star Wars. Okay. Like imagine like a special effects extravaganza, kind of like the prequel movies, but then like the awesome Star Wars of the original trilogies, plus the stuff that's awesome above Star Trek. Then you have Star Trek. Yeah, it's it's one I want to see, but it's not one I'm dying to see. Yeah. I've been dying to see it, but fate has been conspiring against me. So, Dustin, what have you been reading? I've actually picked up, uh, I believe it, well, it's Najima. Nagima. Nagima, or is it's called in the U.S., I believe it's, but Master Magi Neji, I believe I don't it's know. called in the U.S. That's not the kind of comics I like, but keep well, going. That's an interesting, it's an interesting read, you know, sort of a, well, it kind of starts out like it's going to be like a, like a, harem manga, you know, one guy, 50, 50 Beijing girls, and then it kind of segues into a uh, hot-blooded action all of a sudden, which is actually kind of awesome, you know, so if you like, so if you like lots of fan service and lots of hot-blooded manga action, but skip the anime, it kind of sucks, but yeah, go read Go read N- Nanjima, if you will. Or Nejima, if you... Nejima. Ah. Uh, so, so Randy, what have you been consuming? Oh, what I've been consuming is food. But what I've been playing is... Um, so, my friend Bobby puts... Uh, gets me Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. And normally I can't, I can't play Final Fantasy games because I have trouble paying attention to them. Because I'm like... A button, 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 a button. And, like, I, I just got so bored with them. But with Crisis Core, it's completely different because the, the combat's in real time, so I'm, like, actually involved in the combat. So I'm all excited and stuff while I'm playing, and I feel all kinds of awesome when I shank something in the, in the ass with my enormous, you know, sword. So it's just, like, it, it's a completely different experience for me, so I'm very, very happy but I'd like to let Bobby know that he's a rat bastard because I can't stop playing this game, like, at all. <coughs> but You'll anyway. probably like a Final Fantasy X-2 because it's, like, a lot more action-oriented yes, combat. Yes, I, I did play that one for a bit, but then again, like, you know, my ADD-esque um, attitude towards some things, they'll be like, ooh, look, shiny object over here. But uh, and Go then, try fa- Also try Final Fantasy XII. Yep. Well, that's even, like, more hands-off than a normal Final Fantasy <laughs> game. So I don't know and, about if you like that. And then um, and then I went back um, to Fable 1, because I like it a lot. Um, I, I'm just going through now, because I beat the game already. 
but now I'm just going through and finishing up the side quests that I've overlooked and stuff like that, so now I'm this hulking juggernaut going through and just like, yes, please save the kitty from the tree, and I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna get the kitty out of the tree. And so I get the kitty out of the tree. I get By tearing the tree in half. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to use this sword that, you know, devours the souls of my enemies and makes it go towards my mana shield. And then I, like, chop the tree in half and get the kitty. And then, like, you know, I crunch the kitty in my hand and hand the remains over to the old lady. And I get <laughs> 400 rena renowned for being a dick. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's what I've been consuming recently. Alright. Cartoons I've been did watching? I mention I, oh. Did I mention I saw Star Trek and IMAX? Yeah. Rat bastard. You rat bastard. You. But guess what? I get to see Star Trek in IMAX this weekend. <laughs> oh, you, so oh me, you rat bastard so, too. Yeah, so me and Joey will be uh, Star Trek IMAX buddies. Will you be crew members? <laughs> <laughs> he can be my number one. Oh. Uh, can I be your number two? Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> are, have, are you going to see Star Trek at IMAX? No. Well, then hell you oh. are. No, I'm just kidding. Then you're Ensign. Sweet. <laughs> Beat I, me down. I don't even know, I don't even know if I'm a, seeing Star Trek. You're a lieutenant. You're lieutenant junior class. Sorry. Oh. You're Janeway. See, you're getting old. <laughs> Captain Janeway. So anyway. Come on. Okay. I'd just like to say Voyager isn't as isn't as oh god I can't even say, say it, it say it Voyager as is not bad. as bad that's why people Jane say way. it is <laughs> so anyway Raylith alright cartoons I've been watching uh, Batman Brave and the Bold still amazing uh, I think last week's episode where Batman got in a where Batman's Batmobile transformed into a robot was something to something special. Wait, the, wait! New episodes have started. Yeah, new episodes are starting. Last oh, week's awesome. was amazing. It was one oh. of the most amazing episodes of that show. Oh, I'll have to catch it. I, I recommend it again. Uh, I've also been watching Cheese Sweet Home. It's a show about a cat doing cat things. It's amazing. YouTube it. I've, oh. I've also been. Oh, that. Oh, that's. Oh, that shows. Pure, concentrated, cute. Yeah, I know. And to counteract that, I've also been watching uh, Detroit Metal City, which is which is pure, which is about as far away from cute as you can get. I would say that show is just Japanese uh, Metalocalypse. It's effectively the exact same show, but it's, it is. It's really, really good. Uh, video game wise, I've been playing Pokemon Platinum, getting ready to go to the video game championships. Uh, yeah. I've been playing. I'm trying to finish up Dragon Quest IV because I've had that game for like a year. And to lead us into our feature topic, I have been playing, and I just finished last night Banjo Kazooie: Nuts and Bolts. <gasps> Does this game? Mean, everyone said what the crap when they first heard about it. I did too. I think once it was. I was a yeah. hater on that game when I first knew that the new Banjo Kazooie was going to be a vehicle building game. And then I actually played that game, and it is amazing. That game is incredible. Like, it is it is great. The entire game, like, you build, like, they give you a task, and you're supposed to build a vehicle to complete the task, but you can do it in any way possible. So, like, for this one mission, 
I had to defend this egg as being like attacked by planes. And like the mission basically says like you're supposed to build a plane and kind of fly around and shoot down the other planes before they can bomb this egg. But instead, I just built like this big crate with helicopter wings on top. I put the egg in the crate and I just flew up to the top of the level and I won. I mean, there's all kinds of ways like that that you can just build like, they'll say like, have a car race and you can just build a plane and have your plane just go around in a circle and win. I mean, it's it's incredible. I highly recommend it. It's really cheap and really great. Yeah, it's all, I looked it up right before this. It's only like $28, like new. On Amazon. On, on like Amazon. Um, now, this is obviously a Banjo-Kazooie game. Like, do you think... Rare just kind of slapped on a, like that that a license. No, like when you're in the overworld, the showdown town part, it plays almost exactly the same as the Banjo Kazooie games for the Nintendo 64. Because like like the sense of exploration is still there. Because between missions, like you can go in the town and explore, and you'll find these crates full of parts, and that's how you get like more advanced parts. Because normally like they would give you a propeller, like you can buy propellers at the store if you get like 20 jiggies, like a, like your total of jiggies is 20, but like if you go explore and do some platforming, you can get propellers when you only have like 7 jiggies, which helps, so basically like exploring and getting parts before you should makes the game easier, so they reward you for actually taking the time and doing that. And, no, cool. and can't you play like the original like two Benjo Kazooie games now on Xbox Live? And then you can actually transfer stuff. Yeah, from them stop into and swap actually works. If you get the uh, Xbox Live Arcade version, you can use stop and swap. I haven't done that yet because I already own Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie. I don't like paying for money for games I already have. But yeah, that that game it's. It's so good. Like, if you liked Banjo-Kazooie, you will like this game. I will just say it. It was one of those, like, um, um, underrated games that came out last year. Because I remember, like, uh, just, like, all, all the podcasts I listened to, they were like, oh, yeah, I've been playing Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, and it's really, really good. But, like, it didn't really hit, like, notice for that much. Well, that's because, like, it's not a the core audience of the 360s like type of game like it is a like fighting and shooting well no it's not bald space marine shooting things going okay I mean oh, it's man where's my wife <laughs> okay okay so so the scene where like Dom has to shoot his wife is the most funny thing in that entire <laughs> game cause he's like oh here's the gun and then oh man but I digress. I digress. Sadly, sadly, you're. Sadly, I haven't played Gears of War. Uh, you need missing. to. You have not, not lived. Shut up, Raylith. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, that game I, I is great. I absolutely love Gears of War, but I'm not like one of those people who are like, yeah, guys, let's, me and the other frat guys wanted to go and have a kegger and play some Halo. No, it's like, I'm like, hey, Gears of War is pretty cool. But the frat guy audience would not buy Banjo because it's it's a game where you're a cartoon bear and bird and you build vehicles. Also, the writing right. in that game is really funny. Like, I'm not going to ruin the things that it does that are actually is really it classic, funny. Is it classic rare humor? Yeah, pretty much. 
Well, then that then I'm sold. Like, like Conker's Bad Fur Day kind of humor, no. or Banjo Kazooie kind of humor. Just kidding. But I will say, <laughs> there's a lot of kidding. there's a lot of things about Mumbo's farm and his gigantic nuts, and you have to steal them. <laughs> I'm, I'm <scared. laughs> Oh, that's classic rare. And <laughs> uh, his gigantic nuts. Mm-hmm. So so rare. I like Rare as a company, but I feel that they can either make the greatest game or the worst game, but there's no in-between. Yeah, I know, they, they have no gray area. They're very black and white. Like, uh, Grabbed by the ghoulies? <laughs> Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> Donkey Kong Country's classic. Um, Donkey Kong Country Donkey Kong 2. Country. Donkey Kong Country 3. 2. I like 2. I like 2 the best. No, well, I'm saying that. Like, good game, good game. Okay, so, well, I actually like. Th- well, I'm kind of controversial because I actually like three better than I did two. You are controversial. Yeah, you are, you dude. What is your favorite rare game, guys? Banjo Kazooie, easily. Uh, I would also have to say Banjo Kazooie. Though I have a very special place in my heart for uh, what, what, uh, Jet Force Gemini. That's a good one. Yeah. What about Golden I would say Eye? that. That's Perfect a Dark. Game. It doesn't even count. Perfect, Perfect Dark. Dark. Perfect Dark was great. I liked Perfect Dark, the first one. I never like, played Perfect Dark or the Xbox 360 Perfect Dark. You can, you can live the rest of your life and not play the Xbox 360 version and be fine. Because it's technically a prequel, but it doesn't make any damn sense. But hey, whatever. Hey, if you like per- if you like perpetual ragdoll physics, sure, I love go play. Perpetual play. ragdoll physics—they're hilarious. <laughs> anyway, uh, my favorite rare game of all time—it's actually—I've got—I've got—it's a bit of a tie for me. It's a—it's a tie for me. Killer Instinct Gold. I love Killer Instinct with every inch of my being because it's just—it's pretty much everything I look for in a fighting game. Awesome. Terrible system. Shut up! I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's it's got an awesome combo system to me, and combo breaker. Yes, yes. The internet memes never end. But like, I've always liked it, mostly because to me the characters felt balanced and everything. They're like, all they, broken. They, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> it's like you know. They're all equally broken, so that's balance. There we go, balance. And then. My next one is Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, the N64 one. Okay, that that was surprisingly good. To me, it's surprisingly. Oh man, I am ashamed of you. I should cut your tongue out for that. I I expected it. It was not what I expected it to be. I expected it. I like when I first saw commercials for it. I was just like, what the hell is this? And then like when I heard about it, I'm just like, oh my goodness, really? Did they really do that? In the game? And then when I played it, I'm like... I was laughing the entire time I was playing the game. I just could not breathe the entire time I was playing that game. And, you know, keep in mind, I was I was much younger then than I am today. So, like, humor kind of is totally rubbed down to me. Cause it's like, oh, yeah, they made another fart joke. <laughs> Randy, Randy, Randy. We. <laughs> Shut up! Yeah, see? Nothing's changed. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> Randy, 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 Randy. Balls. No, that Balls. wasn't as funny. Like, 
Okay, fart jokes. I'm above fart jokes, but penis jokes, man, I am weak. Anyway, but like I said, you know, it's just kind of... It's... It was groundbreaking to me, to a larger degree, that, you know, it's like, this is what you can do with a video game, and, you know, not all video games are for kids, but, you know, that was a point that was being tried, that was trying to be made back in the 90s when Mortal Kombat was considered completely and totally controversial. And so, like, you know, it's... I've, I've always got this special place in my heart for Conqueror's uh, Bad Fur Day. It, it was uh, the Nintendo 64's uh, Swan Song. Like, it was yeah. one of the last big games. Like, if not the last game release, I think there might have been one other. But, like... One last... It, I don't... I, but it was the last big release. Yeah, it's it's most impressive-looking um, S64 game, that's for sure. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and as a result, it had a really horrible frame rate, but... <laughs> oh well. yeah, I hear the but, Xbox re-release... It wasn't a bad-looking game, either. It's actually very, very pretty. My only gripes with it is, like, back in the 90s... They, they like with the the song with the the, the giant poop monster. It's a shit. The Sloprano. Well, the Sloprano. But anyway, um, in in the Xbox version, they censor him saying shit, and like what they they censor shit and like half the other cuss words that they used to use in the '64 version. And I'm like, oh come on! I'm like, they could, they could cuss up a storm, and then in the multiplayer mode, this is what gets me most, is like, if you complete the single player game, in the multiplayer mode, it takes off the censorship, so they're dropping F-bombs left and right, but in the story mode, you're still stuck with the freaking censorship, and you're just like, oh, come on, guys, we're older than this. But Didn't they, um, in the original Conquer, they censored some stuff, like, in the game. They censored the f and that was it. How's it? Yes, they only censored the F word. If they censored something else, I'm not entirely sure because they use just about every other word in the dictionary that is the every single cuss word that could be used by a British person, an Australian person, or an American person, or everyone around that speaks English. Because I think I read a, a uh, article at, at like Rare Side and they said like why did you censor this S word in this scene but not on the other one? And they said uh, it was for comedic effect or we just forgot. So comedic effect. Like they just didn't yeah. care. Like sometimes like I can understand if like say in a flash movie if you were making something and you uh uh, did the the bleeping for comic relief. I can understand that because it was like a, a casual conversation or if, you know, someone's like screaming and getting pissed off and like, you know, going off the wall. But when you got little cute little comic characters cussing up storms and stuff like that, it's funny enough that it's coming from the mouth of a small woodland cartoonish creature. That's just me, though. You never knew, like, what was going to happen next in that game. It's like, never one minute you're in, you're like in a beehive and then you're in a gigantic poop tower, tower and then you're like in the matrix and then and the like haunted house and then in, in, and then in yeah, space like, I think, that's, shotgun. Oh, man, I think I, that was one of the best levels in there is the uh, is, is like the um dracula oh yes level. that's that's probably one of my favorite levels because I, I oh oh and 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 and, and i'm in the nightclub oh yeah <laughs> but like running around with a shotgun uh, completely just disembodying everything just like you know bam that's, headshot bam headshot that's it was it was actually bad. my first the first my first little experience with the third person shooter and it worked <laughs> yeah that's true i never played bad for a day 
Oh, you need to. Oh, does the I think the Xbox version works on Xbox 360. Yes. Yeah, it does. but I'm I'm not interested in it. Like that's that's not my kind of hilarity. It's just oh, like it's in the like, bargain like, bin like for like two monster. I'm like really. Dude, Pooh it's a monster. It works. That sings opera. I know, I know. I've heard the great Mighty Pooh song, but it's it's the greatest song ever written. <sighs> that's not really my type of. That's not really my type of humor either, but, like, um, there's works. enough points in that game where it's just, uh, it's really good. I don't know. Like, there's, oh, yeah, the, yeah, there's lowbrow humor, but there's also, you know, outstandingly good gameplay. Well, like, I think one of my favorite moments in that game, like, the defining moment to me for Bradford, I, the thing, the thing that I still laugh at today, the... And it's not a, pe- uh, a poop joke, and it's not a penis joke either. But um, it's the part where Conker kicks in the door. And it's the the World War II area, and there are the Teddies sitting, they're standing next to each other, and they're talking to each other. But like they've got like uh, the, the, those cigarette things that uh, rich people would have, or you know things like that. They're like, what if we gave this game to say twenty intelligent people? I mean, what would that do? I mean, what would that do? And they're all intellectual about it, and then they, like, see Conker, and they're like, Oh, shit, it's the bloody squirrel! <laughs> Quick, get into character! And they go uh, into the, the, the bloodthirsty Teddy's mode that they've mostly been in the entire game, so... I always and it has that. a really um, um, unexpected ending, because you're on a quest to save your girlfriend, but the girlfriend dies at yeah, the very end. that's true, that's true. It's a quest to save your girlfriend when she dies, and you become king, but... Conk of a king. He, he's a king who has nothing. Think about that. He has no, milk. He, he has he has everything. No, he, he, he doesn't have his woman, therefore he has nothing. He is half a man. Therefore, I like I like Viva a Pinata because you can build your own pinata garden. And that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Pinatas. Never played it. Viva Pinata is amazing. I, 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 I highly recommend it. Viva Joey's Pinata is great. Not, Joe, Joey's not a big fan of uh, Bond Pinatas. Well, type p- stuff. It's it's a lot more like Harvest Moon, and it's like it, it's about making a good garden. So then the unicorn comes in, and then he becomes part of your garden, and then you can sell his babies for delicious candy. <laughs> well, it's like okay, you got to think about where I'm I'm here, right? Like. My favorite games are, like, those violent, bloody, gory, kill-everything-in-your-path kind of games. And, like, if my friends come in and see me playing Viva Piñata, I'm never going to hear the end of it. Dude, but Viva Piñata is great. You just gotta explain to them that you've built your 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 warm concentration camp where you have to implement force breeding so that you can have enough candy coins to buy the rainbow to stop the unicorns from fighting with the four-headed snakes. I mean, really. So, and then I explain this to them as I'm, as I'm uh, taking the game out of my Xbox and putting in Dead or Alive Extreme 2. No, yeah, Viva Piñata is manly. <laughs> it's great. It's a manly okay. game. It's, it's, it is a manly game. Not half as manly as uh, Boobs with independent uh, bra physics, though, that's, right? That's not man. That's juvenile. That's unsophisticated. <laughs> Unlo- just like Conker's Bad Fur Day and the sounds hey. of it. Oh. oh, I don't burn your favorite games. Yeah, because you can't. That's because you're a Nazi for the... Uh... So, Joey, what's your favorite rare game? Oh, we totally forgot about you. You're so <laughs> oh, yeah. quiet. Yeah, okay, what hey, is your favorite rare game, Joey? Joey, what is your favorite rare game? 
Overall, I would have to say Jet Force and Gemini. I've never played that. Tell me what it's about. Oh, it's good. It's a see. It's it's kind of a okay. Now I said it. Was Thank you, Raylith, for asking me that question. I shall now answer it. Go for it. Um, it is a third-person shooter before third-person shooters were uh, good. Yeah. But um, I remember having like I played the crap out of that game. Like um, that's really all I can say. It just it has really good environments. Like, really good music. Outstandingly um, good music. The characters look dumb, but who cares? Oh, you got to play as a dog with a machine gun on his back. I mean, you eventually um, became a dog tank thing. Yeah, dog tank. Uh, you know, my, like, the main the main beef I had with Jet Force Gemini was the uh, weapon, how you switched weapons, and how many weapons you got that you just never used. I became an expert at that game. I was so awesome at it. <laughs> You know, like, during the 64 days, Rare had had a bit of a tendency to put a little bit of too much collectibles in their games. Like, it, it, started, yeah. out, it started out pretty innocently, but, I mean, it, it, it got more and more collectibles until no. the atrocity called Donkey Kong 64 came out that had so many collectibles that I never finished that game. I think I got to the third I, level, oh, I the got, cave level, wait. and I was done. I, I got every single thing in that game. Me too, I got 100%. Oh, yeah. no! What? Oh, Joey! Oh! How how did you do that? How do you complete I, uh, more than the game has? <laughs> I can't remember if I used a guide. I must have, like, I think GameFAQs was around then. Okay, so no, I'm going to ask um, you a serious question. How did that game end? Um, you, uh, you had a you boxing fought, Yes, Rilla, thank you for asking me. I should now tell you. Huh. Um, you fought Captain K. Rule in a giant boxing ring, and um, you, you, you used all of Kong's different powers. Um, so, like, Tiny Kong would, would shrink down and enter a hole in his shoe, and you would fight his toes. Um, and I think Diddy Kong used his jetpack to fire peanuts at him. And um, that's all our... You know what else was an awesome rare game? What? What? Diddy Kong Racing. Oh, I think it was. I think it was better than uh, Mario Kart 64. Actually, like if you like Diddy Kong Racing, you're gonna like Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts because there's that same kind of thing where you can bring a plane to a kart race. That's kind of (laughs) cool. I was always a fan of uh, Timber. I like Timber a lot. Tip top. Always tip top. I was either Conqueror or Banjo. Uh, I'm both. actually... I'm with Raylith on this one, Conqueror or Banjo. Yeah, both those characters are removed from the freaking DS version. <laughs> yeah, yeah was it was... It's like... Uh, how is the DS version of that game? I, I never... Played mm. it. Oh, there's a DS version? Apparently. Yeah, yeah oh. there is. Huh. You oh. knew that. Actually, Remember, I uh, had a Tiny Kong... As like a pre as like a post pubescent ape person, yeah, it's disturbing. It's like a it's like a hairy woman. It's like how does that how is that appealing to anyone? It's like oh, let's not get it. Don't ask, don't ask, don't ask. Listen, I'll 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 let you know. I'll send you I'll send you some pictures after the no. uh, No. 
Oh, you don't want to know. expand your mind. I don't want to be. I don't want to be more blind than I already am. Anywho, so um, so oh, which which game uh, made you a rare fan? Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie. Uh, Donkey Kong Country. Me too. It was like I, I didn't get a uh, N64 until late, like late in it, it's. I mean a. Uh, Super Nintendo until late in its life cycle, and uh, I got the one with um, Donkey Kong Country for Christmas, and uh, I beat it like three days later. So. Like I, I think Donkey Kong Country was only break, but well, was only a breakthrough in its graphics. Yeah, because like, there's stuff in it that's kind of dumb. Like the bananas don't mean anything. They're just really. they're just kind of a MacGuffin. Yeah, they don't count for anything. Like, it's not like you get a hundred and extra life. They're just there. Oh, yeah, yeah you get a hundred and extra life. Oh, really? I thought I thought they were, like, completely meaningless. <laughs> no. Now, Donkey Kong Country 2, I would put up there as one of the, like, best classic platformers out there. Oh, yeah. I, I, and I say 3 is as good as 2, but I'm alone in that, I guess. Yeah, I, I didn't really play that much Donkey Kong uh, Country. Like, the first Rare game that I knew was Rare. I mean, not counting GoldenEye. That's that's for another podcast entirely about that phenomenon. But the first one I knew that Rare, like this was straight up Rare, was when Nintendo Power sent me a VHS tape of a preview for Banjo-Kazooie. And I was like, I, I must have this game. I must have it. It was like they came in the mail, and it said Banjo Kazooie. Oh, and it was. And I watched that tape. It was like narrated by a. It was like narrated by a, a John Lovitz. Really? Yeah. Remember that? I was like, remember. so excited about it too. Oh god! Like I was looking at that game. Like, oh man! Oh man! Oh man! And I was looking. And that's what made me excited guys. about a uh, Jet Force, um, a Gemini, and a Donkey Kong 64 because they. They gave me a, a videotape, and it was like, yeah. oh, I can't wait for this game. Yeah, I, never, I didn't get a videotape for uh, Donkey Kong or any other games. I only got one for Banjo-Kazooie, and I remember, because I remember when our, our Target, like, they had a demo of it, like, when this, like, in their little, their in-store thing, and I, and I made, I made my parents take me to Target so I could play the Banjo-Kazooie demo. Um, I remember when I picked up Banjo Kazooie, um, the uh, guy I asked to um, get it for me. He goes, "Really? You like this game?" And I and I and, I, and like I died a little bit. I was like, "I like video games." That happened to me recently when I bought Bioshock. Really? Yeah. What? Bioshock? Yeah. Like Bioshock. the people looked at me like, huh. and then they got me Bioshock like when it was coming out. I was like, oh. That, that also happened okay. recently when I bought Pokemon Pearl, and it was like me, and I'm like, oh, sweet, Pokemon, I'm going to get it. And a little girl, like an eight-year-old girl, says, I want that one, too. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of happened to me, but in a different context. It was with uh, Mortal Kombat Armageddon, like... Um, no, then I would, I would just say, no, you don't get this game. And you'd say, why? Well, like, I'm like, because it's I, terrible. I, I went to I went to Walmart the the day it came out. Like I got it the day it came out. That's why I have the collector's edition tin and everything. But anyway, um Wait, like, people you, still play Mortal Kombat? I do. 
Yes, yeah, Spider-Man. Was anyway. in, I mean, Superman was in one. No, I was, I was talking about Armageddon, but uh, but like in front of me was this parent and her kid, and they had it, and I was just like, huh. Hey, this scenario looks very familiar, because like you know, 13 years before, uh, so many years before, uh, when Mortal Kombat 2 came out, I was the little kid with my mom with Mortal Kombat 2, <laughs> and I was just like, so I guess the times don't really change at all. <laughs> or nope. never changes. It never changes, and that kid's probably gonna grow up to be just like me. And Ew. Gotta help us all. Because like, <laughs> of Mortal instinct. Kombat, Armageddon. And I'll be like, no. What'd you say, Bob? Uh, what'd you say, uh, Joey? Um, I was saying I don't think a kid is gonna grow up and say, oh, "Remember Mortal Kombat, Armageddon? Wow, that changed my life." Okay, I'll admit that because Mortal Kombat Armageddon, in terms of all the other Mortal Kombat games, is probably the worst one. But you get my idea. Is like what about Mortal Kombat versus DC? That is an amazing fighting game, and for anybody who trash talks on it, I will tear them apart. Not really. Um, I guess it's subjective to who you are, but I I like it a lot. But that's I like, just okay. I like Street Fighter. But anyway, back to the rare discussion. Let's uh. Let's um gonna wrap this up and talk about bad rare games. Anticipation. Grabbed by the ghoulies. Star Fox Adventures. Ugh. Wait, Star oh, Fox Adventures. It hurts. Star Fox. Star Fox Adventures wasn't bad until the last. It was just un. It was, it was just unimaginative. That game was it, horrifying. It, Not as it horrifying wasn't... as Donkey Kong 64, but still horrifyingly hey. bad. No, 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 no. You will not be bad-mouthing Donkey Kong 64. Donkey Kong you'll be bad-mouthing it right next to the dude. is awful. That game no, is, is terrible. No. It's just, no. There's too much crap. Like, it's bad. That is a bad it's game. One of those Star Fox Adventures and uh, Donkey Kong 64 is one of those games where... If you take like almost any part of it by itself, you go, okay, this is this is good stuff. This is good. But then you put it all together, and you're just like, uh, no. And like Donkey Kong 64 is just too big. Has way too many collectibles. I mean, like if you were Diddy Kong and you saw a red banana, or maybe like a green banana, you couldn't collect it because it wasn't the right color banana. So you had to go find a freaking Do- Donkey Kong barrel and get one of the other characters that can pick up this one banana, and like a. Uh, um, Star Fox Adventures. I mean, it was, kind of, it was just kind of a un- it was a um, uninspired Zelda clone, which like who knows uh, who knows um, how it would have been if uh, if it was its original game where it starred a uh, Crystal and what's his face, yeah, the like other so. an- an- anthropomorphic fox. Yeah, it was supposed to be something else. I think the problem, like Star Fox, the problem was like it was a Zelda game kind of, but it, it had all, like, the bad parts of a Zelda game. Which is, like... Because I remember, like, the dungeons in that game were alright. I mean, they weren't terrible, but they were alright. But, like, the overworld parts were awful. Like, because it was, like, you would go to an area, and you'd have to deal with Tricky, and you'd be like, Tricky, I need you to th- uh, fall out some ice, and he would be like, give me some more food. And I'd be like, no, Tricky, no. <laughs> and it, and you can tell that it was an N64 game 
that was upgraded to GameCube because all the environments were like really small. The enemies had no absolutely no challenge whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. And everything was fuzzy. Actually, I think no, that's the Fox best part about the good. game. Like I thought it looked yeah, really it was, good. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, the best parts about the game were the fuzziness and uh, the music. It had some good music. Rareware games usually like tend to have great music. That's yeah. what it's what always very about. iconic. And the thing I like the most about their music is that what some people hate is that like each level or part will have like a theme, and that theme will change depending on where you are. Like I think mm-hmm. Banjo Kazooie does that well. Viva Pinata does that well. Um, I think those are the two that come to mind. But it's just like you'll go into a level, and the like the level's theme will change. Like if you're in the fiery part, it'll get like kind of fiery. Or if you're in like the the sewer part, it'll get like a little hollow sound and kind of undergroundy. And it's 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 hard to explain, but it's really it's it's pleasing. Their their music. This is one game. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. I was just gonna say that uh, their music always fits the atmospheres, uh, it, and I always liked that. That's what made Conquer's Bad Fur Day also very immersive because the music was always appropriate, always. It, the club actually had good clubbing music. That is true. Anyone anyway, play Joey Cameo? And this is one rare game that we didn't mention: uh, Battle Toads. Oh, Battle I played Battletoads. Oh, God, that game was Battletoads was rare. Uh, yeah, Battletoads is rare. Oh, it is rare. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's one of the hardest, stupidest games ever. Because that stupid chat bike section. Yeah. That chat bike section is impossible. I can do the chat bike compl- section. You can't even section. play it. You can't even complete it in two-player mode. Well, I, I, actually, um, I can do the chat bike part perfectly. <laughs> Well, yeah. You are inhuman. I, I kind of am, actually. You beat the jet bike? Did you did you own Battletoads? Yes. I think Is I that beat like that level once. That's it. NES game ever? No, no. I had a lot. It's just that, like, um, I don't know. I guess, like, <laughs> I played it a are lot. Are you a robot? No, I'm just able to memorize patterns very easily. It's part of the autism, but... So, so do we all have our own creepy rare game skill? Like, Joey and Dustin finished Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> like, Randy can do the Randy jetpack can, part Randy can beat Battletoads. Uh, I think the closest thing I got was I got 100% in uh, Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie. That's about I, it. I think um, anyone who beat uh, Jet Force on um, Gemini... Uh, there's something special about them because that game got frustrating and oh, hard. And uh, oh, okay, Jet Force Gemini. Okay, Donkey Kong 64 was a collectathon. Jet Force Gemini is ten times worse. Remember, like imagine in like Donkey Kong 64, if you saw that banana, you've been like took hours to get to. But then that banana blows up and dies. You have to do the whole level over again. That's what Jet Force the Gemini was like. Because you have to collect those little fuzzy tribal guys. Yeah. But the bad part is is you could kill them. They could blow up. That sounds yeah. awful. So, that was... <laughs> yep. so if one dies, you have to do the entire level over again. Which is okay, because like to me, I think wading through... Um wading through, like, countless piles of insect bodies and limbs and blood everywhere, you know, going, 
going to the the end of the level just pretty much painted in green and blue. <laughs> and you just like, you know, you're like, by the way, you know how many, do you know how many things I had to kill to get here? Because, like, I think it was really cool. Like, if that game had not, like, if the enemies weren't ants, I think that game would have probably easily gotten an M rating because that game was freaking gory. <laughs> but it was you because collect, it was because they were ants and they had green could, blood, so and you could collect their heads. Yeah, you could collect their heads, and it was just like you felt like some kind of tribal warrior when you mowed down the squadron of those ants, and you just like that's right. And they're I wonder who wonder who owns the rights to that game now. I wonder if it's Nintendo or Rare. It's rare, probably Rare. I, think they I hope they do. I hope they do something with that. Did yeah, anyone like, uh, watch the Viva Pinata cartoon? No. Uh, I, I don't get. I don't I get. Did. I don't get. A, I don't get. I don't think I get the CW thing. CW they, kids thing they, they, they screened one of the episodes online for free on the oh. 360, and that cartoon is bad. How bad? Uh, Viva Pinata it's, bad. It's, <laughs> it's made by four kids. Oh lord, yeah, okay. Okay. I remember before that kids. TV show came. Four kids. You're... Okay, you want. Uh, you... But. He... but uh, don't. Uh, 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 Joey first. He... Alright. Joey. I really had nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I was gonna say that um, Rare wanted to make that a franchise before it was even a franchise, and like, I, like you know, c- cartoons and toys and. It's been off games, and like I'm pretty sure that hasn't happened yet. Well, the problem <laughs> the was they, that they th- that game doesn't lend itself to a franchise. Like, if you look at all the franchise stuff, that is not the tone of the game. Like, if you watch the cartoon, they're all like, "Well, I'm zany, zany pinata, woohoo!" And then, like, the game is like a relaxing game where you're supposed to build a garden and have your pinatas show up. It's not like Pokemon where you gotta collect them all. It's just build a garden and have your pinata show up, and then, uh, I mean, it's it would be like I don't know. It's like if you had a Harvest Moon and you wanted to make that a, a, a series, but you had a cartoon, and the cartoon was about wild antics on the farm. <laughs> Instead of that'd be awesome. No, oh, no, <laughs> no wood. No, no. This is about four kids. And they have all their dubbing and their hilarious jokes. And you're okay, like, what if they make a Cooking Mama cartoon? That'd be whole. And like, they already Cooking Mama has a show, but then when the show's over, she fights crime uh, or, or solves mysteries. Th- there's been some good cooking cartoons. You can you can make a good one. I've seen. Uh, I've seen. Several. What's that? What was that one about? Yakitate Japan. That's the one. Also, uh, there's uh, I think there's Cooking Master Boy or something. It's also well worth watching. But, uh, yeah, uh, rare. Okay, four kids have only done one good show. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's it. Anyway, <laughs> rare. Rare. So, uh... Rare, rare. I prefer medium well, personally. Do, do you think they um, will make another game? Because their games have been... I don't know how they've been doing sales-wise. You know, I heard do? Banjo-Kazooie did, did well. That's all I've heard. We need a Killer Instinct sequel. I don't we think need so. Killer Instinct three. Yes, yes. Don't you dare say no. Well, because <laughs> we have we have good fighting games. Like we have Street Fighter, and we're gonna have Virtual Fighter five, 
and a new Tekken's coming out. I mean, we don't we don't need Fulgore. We don't need Fulgore. Yes, we do. We need Fulgore and Glacius and Spinal and all those other characters that are totally awesome and stuff because they need treatment too. It's like, who's to say that they won't like do a really good job on it? I mean, they haven't let us down before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bro has never let us down before. They've never let us down. That's why we're gonna go back and play Grab by the Ghoulies, Cameo, Perfect Dark Zero. Oh, Cameo, okay, Cameo, well, Cameo. Don't be knocking was, Cameo. Cameo was a pretty decent game. It just suffered from launch like, syndrome. Kind of, yeah. And some pacing issues. So it was the first. It was the first uh, Xbox 360 game I ever got. That's because it came with my Xbox 360. Because I won my Xbox 360 with the end of every 10 minutes uh, contest. So like. That's cool. Yeah, but anyway, I never played it was like, like I remember, I remember Cameo was advertised on the back of the GameCube box, and that was one of the problems because it, it then it went over to the Xbox, and then like it went over to the Xbox 360. So. How was Cameo? Never played it. It's decent, decent game. Um, being that it was one of the only games we had on the Xbox 360, it was okay. But, like, when I first played it, it, like, blew my mind because it was the first time I ever played an Xbox 360. It was, it was on this demo disc with uh, that and uh, Call of Duty 2, and I played it, and I was just like, Wow, these graphics are totally rad, man! And it was like, um, like man, it just can't get any better than this. Cartoony armadillo Cam- things running things Cameo over. really isn't that impressive looking. No, even it really isn't. After, uh, yeah, like, even if you were transported back three years ago. I don't think many people were blown away by it. Well, no, it was just really shiny to me. That's all. I wasn't used to things that were shiny. <laughs> what's nice the best shiny. What's the best looking rare game? Uh, no, Viva Pinata. Probably because there's, there's, like, not a lot of, like, like, stuff going on, so they just put all their attention yep. into the environments. Well, Perfect Dark Zero is actually pretty pretty it's, it's a pretty looking game I'll give it that but it I don't know like you have to be like I could never really you sit down and go like I could I couldn't okay fine Jesus <laughs> okay I said we we're gonna do this for about an hour and we're about an, an hour yeah. let's do a final rare final thoughts around the table everyone give your final thoughts I'll go first if you want me to sure right, go for it alright rare final thoughts I think Rare is at its best when it's trying to make a family-friendly Nintendo 64-style game with not an overboard on the collectathons. I think when they're trying to do something else, they are, have a much varied range of success. I think they should stick to adventure games with not a lot of collecting, with a clever, clever sense of humor instead of just a kind of raunchy sense of humor. Because I think that's when Rare is at its stride. I I think it would be really cool if they did another Donkey Kong Country game, but uh, that's like never going to happen. Maybe on the DS. Because, nah. um, I wish they make a a Banjo Kazooie. Um, that's like uh, like Rill said that that's like the old um, N64 games. I think that would be cool. We need a ki- we need a Killer Instinct three. We need it badly. Why is it not why? here? Why, though? I mean, we we have we have fighting games. 
We they should do a Soul Calibur versus Killer Instinct. I'd actually play that. I would too. Hmm. That's that's versus Capcom. Versus Midway. No, no, I think we went too far on that one. Versus John Madden. <laughs> I was I was I was more implying Mortal Kombat, but hey, whatever. Speaking of versus versus uh uh, Capcom. You know they're releasing Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on the Xbox Live. You know, and I'm not interested because I hate that game. Oh, you you, oh, no, 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 that, no, sir. That will not do. That will not do at all. I hate Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Oh. It's, it's too, okay. it's too of a clicky button mashy game. I don't like it. You know, we were talking about Nerd Rage last week. No. Yeah. Well, you just tapped into it, buddy. Really? Because I never liked Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, okay, we gotta... We'll, we'll talk this after the podcast. There'll be oh, another episode about fighting games. But, uh... Yeah, maybe. I think we're done. Oh, well, you yeah. guys didn't ask my final thoughts. Okay, oh, go for what's it. your final thoughts on Rare? My final thoughts on Rare are as follows. Stick with the clever humor, because I do like clever humor, too. You know, I guess poop jokes are funny, but... You know, when you sit around and make a game entirely comprised of it, then you're just kind of pushing it. And I do think that they should make um, another fighting game. Uh, be it Killer Instinct 3 or just a new franchise altogether, I don't care. Uh, Rare they would have to make a Killer Instinct 3. Like, if they do a new franchise fighting game, like, people would say, why don't you just make Killer Instinct 3? Yeah, so that, that might be true. But I wouldn't care. See, this is my final thought. It's not everyone else's. But, anyway, but, yeah, preferably a Killer Instinct 3, but, like, sticking true to, um, to the awesome combo systems that they had in the other ones, without making the characters morbidly broken, because I'm sure Rayleth would become a very big fan of Killer Instinct 3 if they just weren't so broken. And I do agree that all the characters in the game are insanely broken. I do agree that, uh, the difficulty curve on the game is insanely high, um, but... That's why we loved it. Well, that's why I loved it. But anyway, you know, I guess they could go with another Killer Instinct game. And, you know, I, I guess I could try out this new Banjo game. Because, like, normally I'm not a huge fan of those kinds of games. But I'm normally more than willing to try them out every now and again. But that's me. Okay, there we go. Yeah. That's, a... that, that's not bad for not really having a topic until, like, two days ago. Bye, Internet. <laughs> Sit, oh, hey, Joey, tell them how to get in touch yes. with us. Oh, yeah, that's right. With our adoring fans. Our adoring yeah, fans. You, take a, you um, take a little slip of paper, put it into a little tube, and attach it to a pigeon. And uh, you can send it to Joseph L. Frog at legendaryfrog.com. Can I you, can review, you can review us on iTunes. Go to my DVNR page or Randy's DVNR page, which will be linked into the, uh, the podcast notes. Oh, I'm in reality. He does stuff too. Not really. Not really. But you're there. We, we also have. We now. also have a. You can also. You can also review us on the forum, which, uh, there, I'm pretty much giving up on the show notes at this point because, I just, I don't think anybody reads them. Send us an email if you do. If you, if yeah. enough people, if enough people complain about them not being show notes, I'll make them show notes. I like the show notes. They're show notes. Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> well, up until a few episodes ago, they were. I, I kind of slacked off. 
They're good when we, like, make obscure references and, like, Dustin finds a YouTube video of it. Okay. Okay. Um, Dust. uh, Randy, don't, um, break the podcast file. What? Oh, I'm not. What? I did okay, that once. Good. Once. Come on. Once. Well, okay. we all did that I'm, once. I'm, I'm sorry I brought that up. I'm already breaking it. <sighs> okay, bye, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone on the internet. Pressing pause.